Thanks for checking out this Church in the City podcast. In our series, Built by Jesus, The Essentials of Local Church, we're examining how we as the local church can prepare to partner with God for fruitfulness. Thank you, Max. Can you guys hear me okay? Too loud? Too echoing? All right, here we go. Uh, Actually, that was a really, really incredible worship time. Um, as we were sitting through worship, all these different things were running through my mind. You know, I was thinking about maybe we should keep on worshiping the whole time, just being in the presence of God. Or maybe, you know, we can just don't preach at all and just let someone else come up and start talking through things. But anyway, um, what we're going to do is I, f- I feel like today we're going to really, and if, if you guys can just kind of stay with me, uh, I'm really going to... Um, I submitted this to Matt and to the other elders, but we're just really going to walk on water today because I just felt the things that God has for us. We, it's not something that we have planned for, uh, and, and we're just going to try to be obedient and follow what he has for us. So uh, with that said, I'm going to try to go through part of what I have and trying to share with you guys part of what I have. But I, I know if you guys can stay with me, I felt like the second half for us, for us to do something a little bit different. Uh, and, and I did prepare for the whole preach. I just want to assure you that. Uh, but I just felt like the second half of my preach is uh, because of what God has uh, um, came, what came through. Uh, I just felt we need to switch it up. So if we're just fumbling around or if we're being really nervous, uh, nervous is normal. But if we're just fumbling around, it's because we're just kind of walking on water and trying to be submit, uh, submitted and obedient to the things that God has for us. So without rambling, here we go. Uh, so we are, I feel like I need to start with something. Um, uh, okay, there's, there's, uh, this totally messed me up. I had everything all set up. I had this funny joke. I had all these different things lined up. You know, so I was hoping to get to this point right here before I go into my uh, sermon. But anyway, here we go. Uh, we just want to welcome those who are visiting church in the city for the first time. Uh, and also, if you have been away for the last couple of weeks, we are going through a series of what we call is Built by Jesus, the essentials of the local church. Um, these are the things that we felt that God has uh, not put on us as church in the city, but he has actually designed and created the local church for how it was meant to be. So two weeks ago, Steve Sudworth shared on the magnificence of the local church, and it was on the creation and the existence of the local church. Uh, he talked about how God used the local church as a vehicle to show everyone else, the world out there, his magnificence, his power, and his wisdom. And uh, last week, James did an incredible job uh, just sharing on the different gatherings, you know, just the richness in gathering at the local church. Uh, it was to be used for strengthening, to be encouraged, to be built up. Uh, I, I encourage you guys, if you were not here, go on our website and listen to those two sermons, be, sermons because they, they really help establish and set up the foundation for what it is to be a strong and healthy local church. Uh, and it's not what we think it should be. It's just what we see in scriptures of what a local church should be. So with this week, uh, I am going to preach into the privilege of being commissioned from the local church. Uh, I will attempt to, to recap the previous two weeks and uh, focus on what I want to share this week through the passage in Matthew 16. And I know this is a passage that uh, I'm sure you guys have heard a lot, read about it, but I just want us to dive a little bit deeper into this passage. So uh, Matthew 16, 
was 13. It should be um, in the back on the slide eventually back there. All right, so um, if you have your Bible, open your Bible to that. Open your iPhone, iPad. Uh, Okay, here we go. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This passage in itself has so much in here that it probably should require maybe seven, eight different sermons to really get through all the different points uh, contained within this passage. But I'm going to try to summarize it all within, initially I was going to say 30 minutes, but hopefully in 15 minutes, because I felt there's, there's <laughs> so you guys are going to have to go home and read more of this by yourself. Um, so, uh, and, and you know, I, I just felt like God is doing so much more here, and I don't want us to stick to the script, as Matt said, and, and just allow him to move and speak to us, each of us, individually and all of us, corporately, as a local church. So, uh, with that, I, I, I just want to go through from the beginning. You know, Jesus was asking them, the disciple, and I underlined the day because I wanted to make, I felt like there was a point that Jesus was asking all of them. Because when Jesus asked him, who do, who do you think I, the Son of Man is? So one disciple was saying, uh, some people say that you're John the Baptist. Another disciple would say, some say you are Jeremiah. Another disciple would chime up and say, you are one of the prophets. Another disciple would say something else. So he was talking to all of them, not just one person. So then what, what he did was he narrowed it down to say, no, who do you guys, who do you say that I am? So that's when uh, Peter spoke up, and, and I want to reemphasize the day because Peter spoke up, but this was f- from all of them. So when Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, um, so he was answering for them. It's not because Peter alone had these revelations and everyone else did not. Uh, one thing that, just a side note, is you know, the son of the living God, that's an incredible revelation that that Peter has, and, and Jesus said so because this was revealed by, by the Father. Because um, this alone is probably worth at least one or two sermons because uh, some of you may or may not know this. Uh, the, Jews, the Jews back in the Old Testament, they only believe in one God, not the three, not the Trinity. So for Peter to have this revelation that you are the son of the living God, it's an incredible revelation for him because it's, uh, back in the Old Testament, it's not, it's not the three in one, the Trinity, or the triune God. It's a one God. So Peter has this revelation. It's a completely different theology that he's speaking out, and he's declaring. Um, and also when Jesus, there's a reason why Jesus kept asking them, who do you say that I am? And as Peter spoke out, and I want to again emphasize what they spoke out. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, because as we know, we know now in Romans 10, right, what we believe in our heart, and when we declare it with our mouths, 
That's when salvation comes. Because Jesus is trying to get them, leading them to that point. So as they declare that revelation, that supernatural revelation, that's when Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father. And so he, so he went on and said, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of the thinking along the line that Peter, Peter, you know, the church is built by Peter. But what he's saying is, what, what is he saying? And I tell you that you are Peter, that means Petros in the original term, which is the rock. So what he's saying is, and I tell you that you are the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. And that rock, that rock is the revelation, the special revelation that we get when we declare that Jesus is the son of the living God. So that rock has become deposited from within us. And that's one of the things that came through is each of us have a different rock, right? And as we declare that Jesus is our Lord and our God and our Savior, we have that rock. And that's the special rock that we have, and that's what Jesus is saying on this rock, on this special revelation, I will build my church. So that means he's putting all of us together, different rocks, through the, special, through, through the supernatural download that we receive. So he's putting us together. And I think just like the song that was sung earlier about um, something diamond within me, right? It's, it's like that diamond that, that we receive once we declare that Jesus is our Savior. And that's what James was preaching about last week, is that all these different rocks are being put together, are being held together, and that's we belong. We belong together because God has put us together. We probably wouldn't choose to belong here if we actually have a choice, but God actually revealed things to us and bring and brought us together, and we are bound together by the Holy Spirit, and that's how Jesus is building his church, and that's the incredible things about building up the church. Um, I, uh, I'm completely going off my notes here, and um, I hope you guys would just bear with me. So anyway, so as soon as the disciples, with Peter as a spokesperson, again, I just want to make sure that we know this is, Jesus is speaking to all of them, and they were all responding back to Jesus. So as soon as Peter declared that you are the son of the living God, he immediately gave them the keys, right? Because the next verse is, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound on heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosened in heaven. So what are these keys? And if you have been coming to church in the city, you know that we talked about the keys a lot. And the keys, it's, you know, we use the term the keys, but these are the gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has given us. These are the incredible, magnificent gifts that Jesus has. Gifts, gifts like, like when he sent out the twelve. You know, he told them, I give you power and authority to cast out impure spirits. I give you power and authority to heal the sick and heal any sickness and disease. That's the key that he has. Because we read from Revelation 1 and Revelation 5 that he holds the keys. He alone holds the keys. And he alone is the one that opened the scroll that no one else can open. But he's giving us these keys. These are like power and authority that he's giving us. And it may seem a little bit lightly like a little key. Well, not just key, keys. Keys that he's giving us, um, that he wants us to do. Because why does he give us these keys? 
because he wants to give us the keys because he is commissioning us. Because when he used the word give, the word give is the same as what I, I charge you with these keys or I commission you with these keys. I commission you with this power and this authority. So go, loosen, bound, whatever. So he's given us so much authority and power to loosen and bound, bind, bound, whatever is on earth or in heaven. I can blame it. English is not my first language, so that's what I'm blaming it on. Uh, But so anyway, when he gives it to us, that means he's commissioning it. He's commissioning us to go with his power and authority that he's giving us. Um, So for me, you know, as someone who's somewhat simple, so when I read this, now that I get the word in terms of keys and commissioning and giving, it's like I now, because you have this special revelation that I am the son of the living God, I'm giving you these keys. I now commission you with the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you lock up on earth with these keys will be locked up in heaven. And whatever you unlocked on earth will be unlocked in heaven. So as we come to the saving knowledge that Jesus is our savior, he immediately commissioned us. He immediately gave us all the power and the authority that he has. That's pretty amazing. I mean, that's pretty incredible that he's giving us these things because he gave it very freely. When he sent out the 12, he gave them the keys, the power. When he sent out all these people, he gave them the authority and the power to do all those things. And I think sometimes we may not fully understand the gift that is contained, the gift that that we have that is available to us, that we have access to. And um, I I, I feel that in order to... uh, and, And also, actually, one thing. Um, I feel like we have been given the keys. We've been commissioned. Commissioned, which obviously I think we all know this, is to continue the mission that he did, was doing when he was here on earth, which is what? To seek and save the lost, right? Uh, Within our church setting, we use a lot of the term advancing the kingdom. You know, I didn't grow up in a church background. I hear that all the time, advancing the kingdom this, advancing the kingdom that. And after a while, I was like, what is that? What's advancing the kingdom? I mean, am I pushing someone out of the way? Am I, like, moving somewhere? But advancing the kingdom is just about seeking and saving the lost because that's what he was doing. And he's commissioning us and giving us his power and authority to seek and save the lost. What is all that? It's drive out impure spirits. Pray for people. Cast off demonic um, demons and just heal the sick and pray for the sick to be healed and pray for disease to be gone. And that's what he's giving us to do. Um, Because obviously, seek and save the lost. It's not just one group of people, right? He's spoken it many times in Luke and in Mark and in Matthew about he came for the sick and he came for the sinners. He didn't specifically say one group of people. I didn't just come for those who don't have money. I didn't just come for those who make a lot of money. I didn't just come for Asians. I didn't just come for blacks. I didn't just come for white. I came for the lost. I didn't just come for those who uh, grew up without parents. I didn't, come up with the, I didn't just come for those who actually have families. I came for the lost, the sick and the sin. And that's what he's commissioning us to do. And, you know, I, I have a lot more that I wanted to share with you guys, but I really felt that um, on this topic of commissioning today, uh, as we were singing, as we were worshiping, and, you know, we were talking, the word came through about belonging, that God has put us together. 
you know, God put all these special rocks within us together to build his church and also about who we are and what we have as commissioning. I submitted to Matt and I just felt, you know, for us to do completely different because I feel like God, if I can call the elders and the wives up, wherever that they're at, however many that we have left, um, I, just, I just feel that, um, and we, this is why I apologized earlier because we're totally, totally walking on water right now because this was not planned at all. I know they look as surprised as you guys are uh, to come up, but I just really felt that God wanted to use us as elders, and I thought we have more elders here. We all, there's no more elders. Everyone is just stepping off. <laughs> um, but I just really felt like God wants to use us to actually speak into our lives as a local church, and I just really felt that he wants um, the elders just to commission his people, just to speak life into his, into his people and then give confirmation, but at the same time provide safety and protection in a setting where God wants to use us. And, and I would like to start it, because I know I'm calling you guys up last minute, and I did not prepare for this either at all. I actually had a really good sermon going on. You know, I, I actually, to be honest with you guys, I actually had the rest of the slides up. I actually had a speech from Martin Luther King Jr., and I thought it was incredible. But I really... It, it was really incredible, <laughs> maybe in my own mind. But I just really felt that during worship that God is switching things up. He, you know, he actually wants to speak life into people. He wants to uh, affirm and confirm the commissioning that he has on each and every one of us. And you know, going back to when Jesus said, this was revealed to you by my Father. Now you are the rock. I will give you the keys. He's commissioning each and every one of us. There's nobody special. There's no one is better than others. He's commissioning each and every one of us. The moment, the moment that we realize that Jesus is our Savior, he commissioned us, every single one of us, not just a special one, not just the one who grew up in a certain area, not just the one that has this educational background, because there's nowhere in there he was saying, well, I'm going to give you the keys, but go away and achieve Pharisee-like status. You know, he didn't say anything about, well, come back when you get the teacher, teacher of the law certification or whatever, and then I'll give you the keys. But, you know, he immediately gave us the keys and commissioned us. Uh, anyway, so hopefully that gave you guys some time to just kind of try to hear from God for the people here. Now, again, please, we're totally, totally stepping out on water here. And, you know, I'll, I'll start up because I really felt that as I was preparing, and I know I have a little advantage as I was preparing for this, is I just felt two people that God has put on my heart to, uh, to speak over. Uh, one is Chris Q. I, I really felt that God uh, wanted to speak to you that, that your heart and your passion and your desire and the dream that you have for God is burning so brightly. And it's just uncontainable. It's just like the song that we sing is you cannot contain it. And I just felt like God wants to tell you just let your action and your words match up with the fire that you have within you. You know, the man that you... Go hard, go fast, speak loud, share more often. The things that God has put inside you, don't be intimidated. You're not a timid guy, but you're very relaxed, you know, very controlled. I just really felt like there's a fire. Let the fire burn bright and let people see it more through your words and your actions and who you are. I just really felt to speak that over you. Uh, and also, I felt like Colleen Fee... I, um, 
when you were singing up here, and actually I remember this the first time that you were on the worship team, I just felt that um, there's such a commissioning on your life that when you speak or when you sing, there's life that you bring to people. And if I can just encourage you to recognize that and step into it and realize that it's a privilege that we get commissioned by the Lord and it's a privilege that you are an ambassador for Christ, that the word that you say and the songs that you sing, if I can just encourage you to do it more often because it will bring life to people around you. That's how you seek and save the lost is your voice, the voice that you have both through singing and through speaking to people. So I just felt to speak that over two of you guys. And again, hopefully one of you guys have something for someone (laughs) up here because it's going to look really foolish. You know, um, I just had, when when Hugh said this, this was like 15 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago, um, after the initial panic of of that subsided, you know, I, I just really felt that that God's heart was actually coming through. And so we're just trying to be obedient to that. You know, this may not look like it normally looks or, or whatnot, but, you know, this is one, I think, one of those walking on water moments where we're just trying to be obedient. And whether, you know, I look silly or not, it doesn't really matter um, because I look silly often. Um, so let's, let's just be real, you know, about that. But specifically, I felt like this word about, uh, <clears throat> you know, because we're talking about commissioning, just this word about false humility, right, is that I know this is something I struggle with of, you know, the real humility is carrying the gift that God has given you lightly, knowing that it came from God. But false humility is minimizing the gifts that God has given you or saying that that couldn't be me because why would God use me for that? So as we're calling certain people and just blowing wind in their sails, just recognizing the gifts that God has clearly put on their lives, I mean, this is really for all of us. You know, if your name is not called, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have a gift for you. I mean, if you have a similar call, a desire or heart, I mean, let that resonate as well. Um, in, in your hearts. And so, specifically, um, uh, I felt kind of a word for Anthony and Anne Moreno. Um, so, you don't have to stand or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it's, you guys actually, and I, I mean, I don't know you guys that well, but I really felt that there was this kind of call and heart for the nations on you guys that you have this incredible heart for the lost. And um, sometimes you may wonder, like, what can we do? Or why, why would we do this or that? That's for somebody else. But, um, it's, an, it's really an incredible desire for the lost. And you can't explain why you have that compassion welling up within you for people that you don't know. But that compassion is God's fatherly heart's desire that kind of comes through. And when, when you feel that compassion, um, just go with it and see what God will multiply in, in not just your life, but in lives around you. And you guys already have an impact greater than you realize that other people see you guys and you guys are already a light, which is, which is just incredible. Um, and then for, uh, um, actually, Zach and Jessica Bottomley, um, I actually don't know you guys that well, but um, as, so, you know, this may be, I mean, I'm not going to say anything else after that, but I, I, I'm looking forward to getting to know you more. But as I, was, as I was sitting back here, I just, I just sense that there are many gifts within you, um, gifts that you don't realize that are there, and um, that you may, you may do a little bit of that, and I don't know, but I, this may be... Like, oh, maybe that's just this, or maybe it's just that, or maybe whatever. And this kind of explaining away of these incredible gifts that God has put within your hearts. But the gifts aren't for you. They're for God's people. And I think as that revelation strikes you, it'll be, you'll get past that. You know, where the world will tell you that doubting, that word in your head of just like, no, not me, it's for someone else, or no, that's to this, or that's to that, you know. 
after you get past that, knowing that, that gifts of healing are because people are sick and gifts of prophecy are because people are, are, are lost and broken, you know, um, I think once you make peace with that, I feel like you're going to operate more in those gifts. Again, not for you, but for others. And I just had this picture of, of that happening and people like being healed or, or whatever and not even knowing that it was you guys who prayed for them, you know, but just being like, God healed me. This is incredible. This is incredible. And just kind of running off. And um, I know, I, I mean, I just feel like that's, that's your hearts. And um, so I just wanted to share that with you guys. Doug. Hi, Doug. Um, Doug, I just felt for you, actually a couple weeks ago already, but um, I just wanted to say that God um, has been so faithful, and but also that you've been faithful. And I just felt like the commendation of the Father just saying, you've been faithful and pressing in and leading your family. And I can just see the faithfulness of God in that and the goodness in your own life, and uh, I know I was talking to you this morning, and we were talking about transition and things, but um, I just felt that you have such an evangelist gifting on your life, and I just felt God wants to remind you of that, and um, not even to make that it's such a big thing, but just, I felt like you just have this disarming way, and God's, I know he's spoken that over you before, um, and he just wants to, for you to just try, and just, just Lightly try and just share the good news and share about Jesus and your, your testimony with those around you um, and see what he does. And so I just wanted to encourage that in you and fan that into flame, just that you have this evangelistic calling on your life. Um, and I think the next season for you guys will be a really sweet season. So thank you, Lord. And for Knockin' Levy, I just saw a diamond, and uh, a diamond in the rough, and I just saw that you guys are just um, diamonds, and you have so much worth and so much value, um, and God just sees you as that. He sees the value and the worth that you guys have in you, um, and even in this body, just that you're diamonds in the rough. And then I saw that he was just going to bring you to shine um, in this next season, that there's just going to be like a real coming out where you just shine for others to see as well. And Nock, I felt like you have a voice And I felt like God would use you in speaking and sharing and teaching. Um, And so I felt like you have a real voice and something in you that when you share, it stirs others and it can spur them on and it can build faith in other people. And so just to encourage you in that. Uh, And Lysara, I felt just uh, reminded of this morning, just with your dancing and just the words over your life about the kids and kids ministry and just your love and your heart for children. And I just feel like God wanted to remind you of that again and just speak life into that again, just the heart that you have for the kids and just simply just loving them. I felt like um, when it gets overwhelming, he would just bring you back to just loving the little ones as he loves them and just that gift you have in your life. So thank you, Lord. And you know, as Matt, as Matt and Hugh both said, this is—it's um, probably not down the ticket type of church. But we've, our conviction here in this church family is that this is part of what God does uh, as we gather together on a Sunday morning. So if this is a little stretching, um, awesome. <laughs> Uh, I just I just had a couple of couple of things that I feel like the Lord was was saying, um, Evangeline. I just felt like I just. My sense from the Lord is that he's going to startle you with his goodness. 
um, I just had this picture of you with your eyes wide open, and I couldn't see what you were looking at, but you were just like stopped in your tracks. I just felt to encourage you to have no ceiling on your faith for what, of what you can ask the Lord for and what he will bring you into. Because I just, I just felt like he wants you to blow the doors off of what you expect, of what you would even consider being brave enough to ask for. He's going to blow it away. He's going to startle you. Um, where's Peter and Megan Gibson? Um, I just, the Lord just has you guys and, and your family on my heart. I just felt like he was saying that he just celebrates you so much. Um, I really just out of Song of Solomon, um, chapter two, verse four, where he says, uh, he's taken, he's taken me to the banquet hall and his banner over me is love. I just felt the Lord just wanted to remind you today that he has, um, so intentionally, and so wonderfully put you guys and your family together. He's made you a part of this family, and he just celebrates you ridiculously. Um, and I, my heart was getting excited because I started to feel some of the celebration for you guys that the Lord has. And I hope that just encourages you to dream and to be steadfast and to press in. And, yeah, that he, that he sings over you and rejoices over you, that you have the rejoicing of the Father and the pleasure of the Father. Um, and then there's two, there's two couples who've recently moved to Chicago, Paul and Caitlin and, uh, Jamie and Izzy. I met you guys last week, right? Sorry, I hope this isn't weird on your second time to church in the city. <laughs> but I just felt a real sense for both of you as, as couples. I know you you're, you're, you've come from different places, different sides of the world to be here in Chicago, but I just felt the Lord saying that, and I'm not, I'm not saying this, don't hear this to say, stay at church in the city. Hear this to say, the Lord is establishing you in a place of newness, and he's faithful to do that. So I just hear him say, be brave, be, um, be excited, be stick close, and be trustworthy. I, I, just that uh, verse out of Joshua 3, where the Israelites are finally moving into the promised land, and, and Joshua encourages the people, stick close, stick close now, because we're going where we've never been before. And, uh, but that the Lord has gone before you, he's established great things for you, and that there's um, great purpose and meaning in you being here where you are. And I know that for, for both of you, there's probably so much still unsettled. Um, I've personally never moved across the world. <laughs> I can't even imagine, but um, there's, the Lord has a settling for you. So I just hope that that can um, encourage you and, and cause you to be brave and step and go forward and, and have faith. I just feel like this is family time. Like we're just able to feast at his table and what we're hoping to do is just give you a scoop of ice cream and just receive. <laughs> so it's nothing more than that. It's just us as family. Um, and it's just, I was just feeling as someone who's been here for a while, just living in the place of belonging to a local house, being loved and being able to love, not perfectly, like, this is not perfect, but he is perfect. We receive his perfect love, and then we outwork that with each other. And just reminded again of that picture of just being planted, uh, like that in Jeremiah, I think it's 17 or 18, when I came to this church, someone gave me that word, that you'll be planted like a tree um, with roots going deep um, alongside the stream, and uh, you'll, just, you'll bear fruit in and out of season, even in the year of drought, there'll be a fruitfulness. And so I, I think, again, that that's a word for us. And so I've got just that broad word, and then I'm just trusting for something specifically. Uh, Daniel, I had you highlighted. 
And I just have a sense that um, for a long time you might have been standoffish and maybe rightly so, just cautious of this concept of family. And I just feel like the Father is just revealing his heart for you in this season and you're just catching this depth of this unconditional love that he has for you. And it's not broad, but it's specific for you as his son. And I feel like as you continue to receive that, your roots are going to go down into a local house. And I think it's this one, but if it's not, it's cool. But uh, just in that place, there's going to be such a fruitfulness upon you and your family. And so be bold and just be risky and be trusting uh, that your roots will go in. And then uh, just that gentleman over there with the glasses, I just had a sense that you're very intelligent and mathematical and systematic in your thinking, and I feel like God's going to take you into a season where faith will trump facts, and he's going to take you into the season of just walking by faith and being a little reckless in your relationship with him, and maybe your family members will be like, wow, you didn't really think that out, but it came right. So I just want to encourage you in your faith. And then I had Knock and Levy as well, just felt God just highlight you guys. And just in the season of trusting for the new child, um, I just feel like that thing of new stuff being birthed and the new baby coming, but I just feel the fruitfulness in your, li- in your lives breaking out. And just want to speak that over you. Just be trusting for more of his abundant provision and just him, God, taking care of all the unknowns. Um, Sharita, actually, before any of this happened, and before you came up to share, I just saw you worshiping, and I just felt the Father's delight over you, and I just wanted to share that. Um, and Jenny up there doing sound. <laughs> um, um, I just wanted to, I guess I just felt God's joy in your faithfulness in this, but particularly in this season, something that you're pressing in in great faithfulness with, and just to encourage you that he is... Um, pleased, I think is just the sense that I got. Um, and then just a general heart, um, that I felt as we were singing the verse or the song along wise, um, I surrender to your design. And I just felt that generally that as we're trusting for things, I think sometimes we can forget the peace that we can settle in knowing that his sovereignty and so just to encourage you guys, I don't feel like that's necessarily for anyone in particular, but if it's for you, grab it. Um, but we have such freedom to surrender to his design and to walk in that. Um, and I think part of when one of you guys was sharing about gifts over the bottom leaves, I felt like there was a lot of that in that, that God's given us gifts and that those will flourish and grow as we just release um, whatever kind of... I don't know, something we might have put on what we think those gifts should look like, but to rather submit them really freely back to him and that they will be coming out like spring flowers. Hot potato with the microphone. (laughs) Um, Shanae, I just felt God would say to you that he's just so pleased with you, that you have such a purity about you that's not flashy, it's not flamboyant, it's very humble, but I just felt he wanted to commend you for that, just a purity of um, the way you walk and a purity of heart, just such a humble, humble love of the Father, and I just feel like as you get more rooted and grounded in the fact that he has so much love and favor over you, 
that it's almost, I got a picture of an egg and a chick hatching out of the egg, that that favor is just going to warm that egg and allow you to just hatch out and just step into more of what you, of what God has for you. Cause he does have favor over you. Um, but just, he wanted to commend you on your purity and just your humility of heart. Uh, I know I already went, but Mike, I just also felt for you, um, Mike Nelson, I just, God highlighted you to me again, and even in this week, and just also your evangelist gifting on your life, and I just felt like uh, he's placed you in a position of prominence and authority, and also in the neighborhood you are, and where you're located, and I felt like um, he's done that, and you're going to see fruit there, and you're going to see fruitfulness um, in those around you, and where you've been building, and I felt like you guys have been swept up in a whirlwind. I saw your family just in this whirlwind. And I don't know what that's been, if it's been seasons or small kids or whatever. But I just saw all of that coming to peace and a dust settling. Um, and I just felt like the dust is going to settle. And a new season, um, again, where God's just going to bring fruitfulness where you guys are and where you're located. So excited for that. Okay, that's it. We're going to cut it off. Uh, no, well, thank you. Seriously, guys. We, um, as I'm sitting here, I actually have no idea what we're going to do next. Um, just, just to be honest, just to be humble. Because uh, I just really felt like God is, again, you know, saying this again, God wants to use us. He wants to speak to each and every one of us. And for those who actually didn't receive a word, just listen to the things that came through. And if something that resonated with you guys, even though it may be specifically addressing to one person, but it's still speaking to all of us as a body, and as a church. And uh, what, um, I mean, I, I don't really, I was talking with Matt, and I don't really know how to end this, um, but I'm just going to try to do the very last ending part of what I have, and I'll just hand it over to Matt and just see if we can uh, end the meeting and maybe just pray over you guys for those who maybe still want to be prayed for. But, you know, what I wanted to share was, you know, as God, as he is commissioning each and every one of us, and it's a reminder again that he's commissioning all of us. As soon as we believe in our heart and declare with our mouth, he is commissioning all of us. And he's giving us power and authority, every single one of us. And as we understand and receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the keys and the power and authority that Jesus has, that he wants to give to us, that he's commissioned us to go, as each of us step into that. And then, you know, and he's... It's, it's, I had this great example of uh, ambassadors that as a U.S. sending ambassador to a different country, Jesus wants to send us as his ambassador because he was sent, so now he's sending us. That he's sending us to different regions with different group of people. You know, some may be, be sent to like, people who are underprivileged. Some may be sent to people who work in uh, banking, financing, what have you, sales. So we should encourage each other in an area that Jesus had commissioned us to do. We shouldn't expect everyone to go into that particular arena that we have been sent, that we have been commissioned to do. Because we all have been commissioned to go in many different areas because Jesus is advancing his kingdom. Oh, there you go. See, I use that all the time. I don't even know it. Jesus is sending out his people to seek and save the lost. Uh, And that's what we're trying to do. And we should always, always encourage each other to pursue and carry out what God has called us to do. Because as each of us carry out and walk into the things that Jesus commissioned us to do, church in the city, as a local church, 
will be able to walk into what God has commissioned church in the city to do, and which is what hopefully that we know is to transform cities by proclaiming and releasing the love of God. So as we individually walk out what God has called us to do, this local church, which Jesus built and put together, will be able to walk out into what God has commissioned church in the city to do. So um, with that, maybe I will, um, I'll just pray. I'll, I'll pray really quick, and I'll hand it over to Matt. Maybe he can just end the meeting and uh, do whatever. But uh, Father, I just want to thank you for this morning. I just thank you that you have spoken, that, that your presence is so evident during the worship time, during uh, the, the preaching, and hopefully the, your, your heart and your word came through, God. And I just thank you for these people that you have revealed yourself to them. That I just thank you for these individual uh, rocks, petros, that you have put together. And thank you, Jesus, that you are building your church, that you alone are building your church. That is the design, it's the creation that only you are know and aware of and only you are able to do. I just want to thank you for that, Lord. I just pray right now that each of us will be able to receive the commissioning that you have placed on our lives and walk forward boldly, confidently, and fully realize that one is you are always with us. As you said so, surely I am with you always. But then two is you have given us all power and authority to walk out into the areas, in unfamiliar territories, even in unfriendly territories, to seek and save the lost. I just want to thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can always check out more messages at churchinthecity.us or on iTunes.